friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific day today, as always. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. Hope you guys enjoyed the sale over the last weekend with Black Friday sale. Again, we still have normal specials on the website at healthmasters.com. As always, lots of different kits. And, of course, the product of the week, you voted and it won our one and only prostate support, support formula. Very, very effective, extremely healthy product for men. They need to be taken on a regular basis can be used to reduce inflammation of the prostate or can be used as a standard staple to maintain healthy overall prostate. So again, be sure to check that out and uh, grab a couple bottles for it because it's going to be on sale today for over 10% off as product of the week. So check that out at healthmasters.com. One of the first things that I saw and I was pretty, it's pretty interesting. It kind of shows you the way of uh, the United States is going at a lot of times where people are starting to realize that they've got to stay prepared. They said the FBI conducted a record number of background checks on Black Friday as gun demand surged. And what's crazy about this, if you've looked, it's almost every single year the numbers continue to go up. You know, in 2019, Black Friday, there was like 185,000 background checks. 2020, there's 186,000. 2021, there's like 187,000. 2022, there's 192,000. Last week, 214,000 background checks for firearm purchases in the United States on Black Friday. It's almost a quarter of a million background checks as far as on a Black Friday sale. And remember, a lot of these are multiple gun purchases. If you do a background check with the uh, NCIS form, the you can put multiple firearms on that form. So you may have somebody that's buying two, three, four, five rifles at the same time with one background check. So something to see as the private ownership of firearms continues to grow in the United States while the rest of the world continues to try to act like we need to disarm ourselves. I don't think that's ever going to happen. However, as I've told you before, one way that they could do it, and I think this is going to be one of the game plans they're going to try to do, is control of ammunition. As you've already seen that in Chicago, you've seen that in New York, you've seen that in California, with forcing the background checks on ammunitions, and now what they've tried to pass in the Senate with the fire, the ammunition law that's still floating around, where essentially they want to restrict on how many rounds of ammo you can buy. Essentially, you got to do a federal background check just to purchase any ammunition. That is no bueno. That is not going to work. And the silly thing about that is what's so stupid about it is what's going to happen is people are just going to stop buying from dealers. There's no serial number on ammunition. There's not a number where it's like, oh, well, you bought this at this date. You can't sell it here. People are just going to go on the backside of it, and you're going to have dealers that that have ammunition, and they're just going to sell it under the table. It's what they're going to do. Nobody's going to comply with that. But again, it's just going to be another thing that they can try to get on the books to control the ammunition supply over the coming years because that's what they've done in the firearm restrictive world with the unbelievably illegal and unconstitutional ATF is they slowly do baby steps. Little step here, 20 years later, another little step here, 20 steps later, you know, 20 years later, another step here. I can guarantee you the people in 1985 that were purchasing transferable M60s for $3,500 from Fabrique Nationale, did not think that M60s were going to be selling for eighty to ninety dollars to $100,000 now in the year 2023. I guarantee you they didn't expect that. Yet again, that's what happens with supply and demand. There's zero supply of transferable M60s now in the United States as far as pre-86. So again, 
parts, guns, receivers, all those things have begun limited supply. But now you've got certain manufacturers that basically like Desert Ordnance, they've gone and now started manufacturing complete rifles without the actual low receiver because they're SOT2 manufacturers, which means they're keeping the M60 industry alive for the transferable community. Hence why these guns now are so reliable even more than they were back then. And yet they're unbelievably expensive now. I was on Gunbroker the other day, and I saw one. It was I was watching the bid on it. It was just curiosity. It ended up selling for $92,000 for a transferable M60. Crazy numbers you're seeing, considering that was a $3,000 rifle back in 1985. But yet again, that's what happens when you have these insanely restrictive gun laws. They don't really cause a huge issue right out the gate. It's what happens 10, 20, 30 years down the road. So that's why it's so important to maintain your freedoms and understand what your rights are on a regular basis. And exercise them at any and all times. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting that I saw. You know, I'm not a big supporter ever, a big fan of Bernie Sanders, a lot of stuff that he's promoted over the years. Ironically enough, though, he's come under absolute fire, which I don't understand how and why you can actually even argue with what he's saying. But he said that Israel does not have the right to murder 12,000 people in six weeks after the response attack. He said, well, the thing that I have to respond is, Israel was attacked by Hamas. Innocent people died. Israel has the right to defend itself. However, Israel does not have a right to murder 12,000 people in six weeks, majority of whom are women and children. They do not have that right. That's a violation of international law. He goes, the United States is providing support for Israel. However, you can't just be out there bombing women and children every single night and say we need more money from the United States. So in my view, if you want money from the U.S., You've got to hear what we want, and you don't just get a blank check. This is absolutely unbelievable. And I can't really argue with what he's saying. It's one of the first things he said that I actually agree with. And now people are arguing with him saying Israel does have a right to do whatever they want. I just start, oh, gosh, shut up, guys. I can't deal with y'all. And uh, so it's ironic that you have Bernie Sanders, who's pretty much a socialist, that majority of people now are coming after him because he simply says Israel doesn't have a right to murder 12,000 women and children. Kind of ironic when you actually think about what he's saying, if you do argue with him on that, you know, take it for what it's worth. I just thought I would throw that out there as I thought that was an interesting just discussion. You talk, talk about it amongst yourselves and come up with your own conclusion on that topic. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's interesting, too, to be aware of. You guys know there's been a lot of liquidity issues in the banks over the last year or two, especially after COVID and all the money started drying up. Well, strangely enough, there's already been 21 Bank of America closings just within the last month, and they're saying now a total of 54 locations of Bank of America are going to be closing in the future. This is on Friday after major banks, including Wells Fargo's and J.P. Morgan, reported their third quarterly earnings. Increased revenue, thanks to higher interest rates, saw both banks' revenues increase. However, these banks now are starting to close more and more brick-and-mortar services. Now, what's going on with this is the banks are making more money right now as far as from the interest, from robbing the entire country with these insanely high interest rates, like 10% interest rates on car notes and 79% mortgage rates. They're making an obscene amount of money. However, less and less people are buying things now because they're not going to pay these absorbent interest rates. The issue with this is, and this is what's happening now with the banks, they're realizing that they don't have to provide any more face-to-face transactions and services for customers anymore, and customers will put up with it. Everything's starting to go digital. That's why there's certain Chase banks. You have to like scan your debit card to get in, and you go in there, and you can meet with a virtual attendant and go to an ATM. That's it. There's no bank teller 
There's no safe in the back where they can go pull racks of cash out for you anymore. It doesn't exist. It was interesting. I was at the bank not too long ago, and I told you guys I went in there. I had to grab some cash and deposit some checks for the office and stuff like that, and they had hardly any cash. And there was another guy that came in, and he was trying to withdraw like $5,000, and they were like scrambling to go in the back, and they had to talk to another teller for five grand. Guys, this is a big bank. You're telling me you're scrambling to find $5,000 in the back? Yes, because what they're doing is they're continually trying to condition people to no longer use cash, to stick with the cards so they can roll into digital currency. And that's why I've told you before, the only way, the only way you can keep cash alive is by using it and creating and keeping a demand for it. Because as long as there's still a demand, you have an algorithm percentage transaction rate. You show how many transactions are done with cash. You have how many deposits from banks and from restaurants and from you know stores and grocery stores that are still depositing cash. Once that percentage, and I don't know what that threshold is that the banks are looking at with the digital currency, once you break that threshold and cash currency usage goes below a certain percentage, you're going to see it no longer exist anymore. At that point, they know that the vast majority of the population is willing to comply and no longer use cash, and that is going to be a very strange day in the United States because, as we know, even with cash and it being you know this funny money, so to speak, it's fiat money. But you still have to print it. You still have to have the machines. You still have to have the dyes. You still have to have the paper. You still have to have the holographs. You still have all this stuff to put together to print out a $100 bill. Once they go digital, bro, they just move decimals and zeros around. It doesn't even matter anymore. They can just simply add a trillion here, a billion here, a trillion here. I mean, why do you think the Pentagon's failed its, what, fifth or sixth budget or their audit now? They just fail every single year. Can't account for anything they're getting. Yet they keep getting their budget increased. Think about that from a business standpoint. Think about if you were a company and you had a big section of your company that was handling sales and inventory. And every year you did an audit and they couldn't account for 70 to 80 percent of all the money and everything they spent, what they bought. They have no idea where it's at. And you go, you know what? You guys are doing such a horrible job maintaining your finances in this sector. We're going to give you all a raise. Yeah, you heard us. You're doing so bad. We're giving you more money because you're allocating it so poorly. He's done it every single year. That's where they're going to go with the digital currency. You think it's bad now? <laughs> you wait till they try to push this digital currency. So keep cash alive, my friends. Keep the truth alive and continue to stay strong and get this show out there every single day. I appreciate y'all. How are you doing this morning, Dad? Oh, doing good. Oh, doing good, Austin. Um, great opening. Uh, the, the thing about the banks closing and the branches closing. It's like you said, Austin, it's because everybody's going to more online services. People are doing digital banking. They're doing online transactions. They're basically using debit cards and credit cards. They're not really, you know, they're shopping online. They don't really need cash anymore. I mean, everything's gone to this this digital format, so they don't need this brick and mortar as much as they used to. Everybody's making this big deal. Oh, the Bank of America is shutting, closing out 50 more. No, no, no. Bank of America is taking a look at their bottom line and realize that these banks and these different branches are not performing as far as bringing people in for new deposits, et cetera, or new yep. loans, et cetera. So they don't need them anymore. And so they, everything's being done online. I mean, you, you, you can go, like, you know, if you go to the car dealership, you can fill out a credit app online, do a digital sign on it, and not even go to the car dealership until you get ready to pick up the car. You can do everything on online. You can do everything over the telephone. And that's exactly why these banks are closing so many of these offices. You know, a lot of these doomsdayers are going, oh, my gosh, it's the end of the world. The banks are closing 50 branches. There's thousands and thousands of Bank of America branches everywhere. So they close five of them or 50 of them. Who cares? It's just it makes it inconvenient for people who are in rural areas. I mean, they had a real nice, you know, SunTrust bank 
you know, that became, you know, whatever that new, new thing is they've merged with again. And, you know, in, in Polk City, you know, four miles from us, it was nice, but it was a very remote branch. It didn't do much volume, didn't do much business. They shut it down. Now you have to go downtown Winter Haven to go talk to the same bad branch. The, the, the banks didn't close. They just shut down non-performing, you know, you know, branches. And that's what most of this is. And so it, don't, don't get all wrapped up in this. Oh, the world's about to come to an end because Bank of America. Don't don't do that. That goes right back with, oh, by the way, we're going to be nuked. Uh, everybody's going to be nuked today, tonight. Get ready. Get ready for the invasion from the southern border. No, no. We've already had the invasion from the southern border, like 50 million migrants walking across the border. We already have that. That's that's done. And, you know, and, you know, it's, and it's interesting because they throw that together with this really good article from Breitbart. And it says, it says, why? We sexist despise Captain Marvel and love Sarah Connor from Terminator fame. And he goes, uh, whoever, whatever a girl boss movie like the Marvels or Ghostbusters 2016 flops, no one ever blames the quality of the movie. It's always our fault. And by our, I mean normal people. Although Hillary Clinton received nearly 66 million votes in 2016, and only 20% of those voters could be delivered, the Marvels to a 200 million plus opening weekend is not their fault for staying home. It's our fault. No one ever asked why tens of millions of Hillary voters stayed home. It's our sexism that killed the movie. Now, then it talks about Sarah O'Connor, and it talks about, you know, why she was appealing, about Ripley from Aliens, you know, Alice from Resident Evil, The Bride, Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2, and, and on and on and on. But here's the thing. You know, it also says, so instead of manufacturing stupid excuses to rationalize their girl boss flops, when not even Hillary voters come out to see them, an entertainment industry that wasn't irretrievably broken would compare their female-driven flops and female-driven hits and make the necessary corrections. But Hollywood will never do that. Did I mention irretrievably broken? To look back at iconic, universally vast female action heroes would cause the cause, which would co- – again, I'm not reading this because I like the grammar on this, all right? Somebody needs to read it out loud before they print it. You see as Democrats – flood our country with tens of millions of third world Ill- illegals americans are told to have abortions remain single and never have children that's part of the great replacement theory another way to stop americans from procreating is to turn young american women into hideous rachel zeglers and brie larson's whoa no real man would build a life with either of those two when hollywood still respected human nature and the bottom line john wayne jack nicholson and robert mitchum used to chop studi women like that down to size and humanize them. Sadly, Hollywood is willing to lose billions of dollars in a desperate effort to rewire human nature into a population of weak men and insufferable women. That's the reason I read you that article is because of that last paragraph. I mean, that's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Rob Snyder, he's got, he says a funny comment. He goes, Disney got financially spanked by American families who don't want their children indoctrinated by woke lunacy. Saturday Night Live alum Rob Schneider took aim at the Disney Corporation in a post on X on Monday, noting that Americans are tired of the Disney's woke lunacy. Disney got financially spanked from the American families. Now they will return once again to being the great entertainment company for all Americans, he predicted. Thank you, America. Disney finally got financially spanked by American families don't want their children indoctrinated. Snyder's comments came on the tail of a filing Disney supplied to the SEC describing how its political agenda has caused serious financial hardships for the company and causing it to lose billions of dollars in profits. The entertainment giant took the unusual step of admitting that there has been a misalignment between the company's diversity drive 
its open support for radical gay and transgender policy, its climate change agenda, and the attacks on the state of Florida over education policies, and this far-left agenda has put them at odds with their own customers. You know, this, is, this is a good article. I mean, you think about it for a second. A company starts telling their own customers how horrible they are and how stupid they are, and then wonders why the customers stop buying product from them. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> you can't even make it up, Austin. I mean, let's let's send an email out to everybody and tell everybody they suck and how horrible they are. And now, here we go. Here's our latest special. I mean, Please buy my stuff me? now. But yeah, I mean, now now you got to come in and you got to try to fix this. You know, now they brought Bob Iger back just to try to just you know to fix this unbelievable disaster. And there was an interesting article brought out by Yahoo News, which specifically addressed this. And they say that Bob Iger has been brought back in to fix this mess, but no one said it would be easy. Uh, Disney, during his first 15 years of during his first 15 years of running Walt Disney, Bob Iger had a magical touch. Acquisitions of Pixar Animation, Marvel Entertainment, and Lucasfilm turbocharged the company's creative engines. Movies been at billions of dollars. Sports King ESPN spawned staggering profits, and Disney's theme parks teamed with delighted guests, and Iger embraced the role of celebrity chief executive, flirting briefly with bid for a president of the United States. As this industry's senior statesman, he was treated with reverence, as media analyst Michael Nathanson noted earlier on one of his shows, but no longer. What are you doing? What are you going to do to fix this mess? Nathan's asked. In the years since Iger returned to Disney to replace his beleaguered successor, Bob Chappie, the unbelievable moron, by the way, he's been trying to fix one problem after another in nearly every corner of the Burbank behemoth. Disney's organizational structure was broken. Expenses had soared. Disney's faithful fans were furious about a series of price hikes and vault and vaulted theme parks. And Florida Governor Presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis was taking swipes, saying the company was too woke. And then in May, 11,500 screen, screenwriters went on strike, later joined by 160,000 actors. And, and, you know, and, it, and it's funny, too, because they brought Iger back in to try to fix this mess. The problem is, is that Disney is systemically corrupt as far as the woke ideology. And he's having to deal now with all of these middle and lower level management people who they've awakened to this woke ideology, who they've hired from their unbelievably hardcore gay leftist propagandist propagandist homosexual lesbian weirdo group and now he's trying to fix this mess as they continue to put out hit after hit not that's broke the company and cost billions of dollars i mean this is nuts i mean when you come out with raiders of the lost ark number 50 or whatever it was last year it's an unbelievable flop i mean i didn't bother to go see it with harrison ford because of the woke mess in the middle of the transgender in the middle of it you start to understand very very quickly that if you continue to destroy your base you're going to destroy your revenue and, and you know it's funny too because you know you would think that at least one of these people at least one of these people had received an mba from some university that actually taught them what an mba was and they would find out there's a thing called a break-even analysis in a chart in a profit chart in the microeconomics and you find out where your revenue streams go what your total cost is and where you have a break-even point and when you start to maximize profits and just maybe just maybe one of these people with his MBA would look back and say, you know, we probably don't need to do this. Uh, we're going to lose this amount of money. We've already lost this amount of money on this many films. Maybe we don't need to do this, and maybe we need to rewrite some of these storylines and not make everybody a lesbian witch who's in charge of the world. I mean, yeah, how about that? I mean, nobody wants to go see a lesbian witch in charge of the world basically degrading men and acting like they've got superpowers and that they can do whatever they want to do. And, you know, that one movie, I forgot which one it came out with, with Marvel, 
Marvel's that Captain first got released, they were talking about bringing her in as a lesbian character. Well, you know, I, I've got a newsflash for these people that are doing this. Lesbians don't like guys. Just, okay, let's just leave your little reel here today. Butch Dyke lesbians really don't like guys. And Butch Dyke lesbians would like to just sooner get in a fight with a guy as to look at a guy. I remember, oh gosh, I can't I'm telling you guys this. You know, we had that fish camp when I was a kid, and we had a bunch of cottages on the lake, et cetera, that kind of stuff. And they were older cottages, so we ended up with you know, kind of some riffraff in there. Now, some people also come in and park trailers in there or RVs in there, and they would sit there with us. And one of these people was a guy, a lady by the name of Dottie. Now, Dottie was a Butch Dyke lesbian. It was my first exposure to a Butch Dyke lesbian. And all Dottie wanted to do was beat up men. Uh, you think, what? Dottie was big. Dottie, Dottie was probably pushing 270. And she was mean. And she was unbelievably vocal. And she was unbelievably a nightmare. And that was my first exposure to a Butch Dyke lesbian. I can't believe Ted's talking about this. This is so politically incorrect, Ted. You shouldn't say this. Okay. I'm just telling you what I saw as a kid. And everybody was scared of Dottie. And nobody would ever have thought <laughs> about going on a date with Dottie. Uh, they, would have, they would have run from Dottie. Uh, I mean, this woman was wicked and she was mean. And she had an attitude. So they put these people on the screen. <laughs> I can't laugh. It's so ridiculous. They put these types of people on the screen and they say, come watch this person perform as Captain Marvel and come watch this incredibly woke ideology that we're pushing here as the witches continue to rule the world. And you're like, no, I don't think so. I don't want to watch that. And I mean, everybody just says, no, we're not going to go watch that. And the problem with this is I didn't want to watch Dottie. And finally, she moved her trailer off the property. And I was so happy to see the the Butch Dyke leave because, you know, you always walked on pins and needles with her because, you know, I, I, mean, I, was, I was a little kid. I was like 10, 12 years old. Right. I mean, I mean, I wasn't going to you know, deal with Dottie. I just wanted her to leave me alone. She's a weirdo. But the reality is now they want that I, that ideology to come out now and be part of our culture and make it mainstay and make Dottie a role model. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you stop and you look at it, you kind of just shake your head. You go, well. That, that's that's nice. I can't believe this is really, really happening, but it, it did. And I saw it as a child. So when I read this article, and I see this thing and I see that nobody wants to basically be this person. Uh, I understand why in the world they do it. Now, there's a really good article out from the from the Brownstone Institute. It says counseling a gaslit nation. I want to read this to you because it goes into detail on what gaslighting is. In night, I've talked about this movie in 1944. The truly remarkable movie Gaslight, starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman, who was an incredible actress, by the way, was released to theaters to great success and acclaim. Its plot centers around a woman who is being manipulated by her husband to believe that she is becoming insane, even to the point where he uses her observation of the gaslights dimming in their home as proof of her hallucinations or false memories. So impactful was this movie that it gave birth to the term gaslighting which is a form of psychological abuse where a person causes someone to question their own sanity and memories or perception of reality. People who experience gaslighting may feel confused, anxious, or unable to even trust themselves. It's one of the principal forms of abuse that victims experience at the hands of a malignant narcissist. Gaslight depicts such vividly abused, this such abuse vividly as the wife's very real memories are used to prove that she's insane. Now, you know, and this is exactly where we are falling now. The government says, we did not tell you that you had the lockdown. 
We did not tell you that you had to get the shot. We did not tell you the shot was safe. And this list goes on and on and on with all these different things are coming out. So it goes on to say, this article goes on to say, oh, America, if we could only get inside that brain of yours and understand what makes you do these crazy, twisted things, do you not remember how terrified you were after we showed you the images of New York City and Bergamo and how you begged us in your letters for your safety and how lovingly we allowed you to stay home and order things to be delivered to your government checks, which you cashed, how we brought you safely back into the world with our gift of muzzles and injections, which is the mask. The fact that you are even alive today is a credit to our brilliance and care for you, and all you could do is complain about the price of food and energy, how ungrateful you are. What a small price to pay for your survival. Your ingratitude shows itself even more by the demands that prices return to what they were in 2019. Do you not understand how dangerous and hurtful deflation is to us, your loving caretakers? After all, we've done for you. You turn against us, your benefactors, the desire to bring us arms. You're monstrously insane. And we shall have you put away from the lovers of power so that you may not bring harm to yourself and to us no more. You are so lucky that you even have jobs, and it's our credit that we even allow that. That's the kind of garbage that they come up with, and they say to us, maybe tongue-in-cheek, maybe sometimes you know, subtly, maybe sometimes under their breath, but that's what they imply. You peasants, you peasants, you peasants, how dare you think you have the right of free speech? Don't you know that when we gave you the Patriot Act after we were viciously attacked by Mossad and my sick? Oh, no, 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 no. By the Arabs, how 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 you basically don't understand how bad, you know, Muslims are and how if you understood, you'd let us go ahead and and be on your telephone with you on every single phone call that you make. And we'll constantly monitor you without, you know, having you know proper, you know, wiretaps and, and, and proper authority from the courts. We just kind of just listen to everything you say, but you're ungrateful because you don't realize we're here to protect you and to serve you. Oh, and the muzzles, uh, the masks. Oh yeah. That was there to protect you. We don't care about bacterial pneumonia. We, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't, don't talk about bacterial pneumonia. That's not real. It's not real. We, we can't, we can't, that's not, none of that happened. You know, in the, in the massive increase in suicides, lockdowns. Oh, well, that's not real either. Why, why do you think that's real? And, the, and this list goes on and on and on. Oh, and you pathetic Americans, do you really think you have the right to bear arms? Do you really think that your Second Amendment is important to us? It's not. We don't want you to be armed because, you know, we've learned on the other side of the veil here that if these – Entities are, you know, in their plasma bodies inside of somebody else and you shoot them. It's a very negative experience for them, too. And we don't want them to be bothered when you're shooting at them. You know, like Phil Schneider talked about whether he told the truth or not. Who knows? He's also gone now. All of this stuff is crazy that they do this to us. I mean, I've had this happen to me in the dating world. You have a conversation with somebody and the conversation doesn't go well. And then they, they call you back and they tell you later, well, that conversation never happened. I never said this. I never said that. I never said any of this stuff. And you start to realize that you're dealing with narcissism again. These people want to believe what they want to believe, and they don't care what they say to you or what they do to you. And this is the same thing that's true with the federal government. Joe Biden says, nothing to see with Hunter's laptop. He's a good boy. <laughs> nothing to see here with these injections. That were never tested on humans. We we just we tested them on three rats once. The, the rats all died. Three of them died. We had a hundred percent death rate in the failure of the rats. But but it's okay. It's okay. There's nothing to see here. Put them in, inject your kids now. 
all these children are dying and you go, well, doesn't you see little children are dying or athletes dropping dead on the field? That's just, it's, it's the humidity outside. It's because of global warming. It's, it's, they didn't have carbon credits. There's, there's not enough oxygen. They're all dropping dead because of, on and on and on it goes. Unreal. The other day I was talking to somebody, I mentioned this to you the other day, and I was talking about the bombing of Bremerhaven and the bombing of Hamburg and how my grandfather stood outside and watched the B-17s come over in mass, flying over Hanover to get to Bremerhaven and, you know, and, and all the places to bomb in Hamburg. And the person said to me, well, that never happened. And I'm like, <laughs> I just started laughing. And I said, what do you mean it never happened? She goes, well, that never happened. The Germany was never bombed. And I'm like, what are you saying? I mean, Hamburg and Bremerhaven lay in rubble. The video, I mean, millions of people died in Germany from bombing. Oh, no, that never happened. And, and I'm like, wow. So that conversation with that individual probably ended a few seconds later. But they really believe this stuff. And you stop and you listen. Where in the world did you hear and read your history? Why in the world do you believe all this stuff? I talked to another person the other day, and they were they were from Ukraine, and I asked them. I said, did you see any bombing in Ukraine? No. Did you actually physically see any mortars going off, or did you see any shelling? No. Did you leave Ukraine? Yes, we fled because of the bombing and the shelling. And I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you again. Did you see any bombing and shelling? No. Do you know anybody who personally saw bombing and shelling? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've heard about it. I'm like, but did you see them? Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. And I'm not saying that the Ukrainian war is not real. I never said that. What I'm saying is the intensity, the severity of the Ukrainian war. They've been shelling the Donbass region. You know, Ukraine's been shelling Donbass for like, like since 2014. How do we know that these videos that we're getting aren't from the shelling of the Donbass region for the last 10 years? I'm just asking the question. Can't get any accurate information. We know that Ukraine is one of the, was the third most corrupt country in the world, probably the most corrupt country in the world now. We know that Zelensky's buying $75 million yachts now. We know he's probably about to get ousted and live his life in exile, you know, and, you know, as an oligarchy now, as an oligarch, you know, who's immensely wealthy. You know, and why in the world did we have to send, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of armaments into Ukraine just to have them lose anyhow, if there was indeed that large of a war going on over there? Too many questions. Too many questions. Too much money. Too much involvement of the United States into this mess that has no value for us whatsoever. So think through this stuff. Ask yourself the questions. If you get a chance, watch that movie, Gaslighting. It's really a good movie. It's crazy. It's all in black and white, though. It's, it's, it's old. It's an old movie. But that's where that term comes from. And so as we watch this government gaslight us and tell us transgenders are good, cutting the you know genitalia off of little 12-year-old children and putting them on puberty blockers at the age of six or seven or eight, that's good. It's a good thing for these kids. Why do they think we're going to believe this stuff? And sadly, gosh almighty, it's so sad. There's always a percentage of people out there that like to be gaslit. They like it. They love it. And they won't ask the questions. That's why it's important that we base our decisions on the word of God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. From the omnipresent being who created the heavens and the earth and was willing to die for us just to bring us back to him. Think about that. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? You're exactly right. This climate change is the next <clears throat> crisis, so to speak, like COVID was 
like the war on terrorism was, like the war on drugs was, like all the constant conflict and crises they always put together. This is what they've done. And I, remember I told you guys Spike Cohen called that out so clearly a couple of weeks ago, how they would always go from one crisis to another crisis, and it's always an emergency that we have to do right now. Don't ask questions. Don't read the bill. Don't question the trillions of dollars. It happens happen right now. Right now. we got to handle it. We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll think about everything and the consequences after it. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it, plenty of time to discuss it, plenty of time to really reflect on it once this crisis is over. The problem with it is the crisis never formally comes over, and another crisis always overlaps to roll into another crisis to another crisis. That's how you keep people distracted, and that's how you keep them from asking questions. That's why it was suddenly ironic when COVID at the beginning of 2022 – which was already phased out and anywhere there was actually people that were actually awake. They realized the whole thing was total theater anyways, but the mandate for the shot, the end of 2021 got dismissed because of OSHA's illegal violation and the Supreme court ruling it down. People started to question everything that was going on with the shot. People stopped complying with any type of stupid restrictions. Most States realized they couldn't control the population anymore. So what happened in March, 2022? Oh, we've got the Ukraine, Russia conflict. Doesn't matter this has been going on since 2014. Now it's on every single news station, on every single outlet. And like that, you can go back and listen to the show when I called it out. I said it literally just like that. Overnight, COVID disappeared. Disappeared. Ukraine war. Everybody has to talk about it now. Everybody got their little pins. They got their little flags. They got their little hats. Most people couldn't even point Ukraine out on a map if it wasn't labeled. Seriously. But yet people had these signs in their yard. I stand with Ukraine. The question was, where's Ukraine at? Oh, it's over. You know, it's over. It's over in Europe somewhere. Well, yeah, where's it at? Here's, here's the map. Where's it at? Well, it's, it's right, 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 right around this, this area. No, no, but that's Turkey. Where, where's it? Try again. Where's, see, see what country you're supporting. You got their flag in your front yard. So see if you point out. Oh, no, that's, that's not it either. Okay, shut up. Stop talking. And that's, again, what they did. And they ran it through the ground. They ran it through the ground. COVID disappeared. The side effects from the shot suddenly got swept under the rug. Everybody that was questioning what was going on with myocarditis and pericarditis suddenly were overshadowed by this war that we had to be involved in. And the crisis goes on and on and on. Now, the next thing that they've got to do is we've got to have a climate crisis. Ironically enough, now I saw an article here earlier. They're saying the scary climate change threshold for Earth is nearing as alarmist warm of climate change. They said the window to act on climate change is closing soon. Climate alarmists say, writer Yamar Afar and Infar asserts that 2023 has been a year of extraordinary drought and deadly rainfall. And this, this is this is the quote of the year that I want to have hung as one of the stupidest comments I've ever heard in my life. The year 2023 will go down to be the hottest year measured in human history. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What, what, can, we, can we rewind that real quick? 2023 is going to be the hottest year measured in human history. Um, pretty sure we only go back to about the late 1800s where we actually have reputable climate details of temperatures. Uh, yes, so we got about 130 years of data, but it's the hottest year we've ever seen in human history. You can't make up stupid headlines like this that people come up with but yet you're gonna have the talking points and you're gonna have the stupid alarmists they're gonna walk around with their little signs 
They're going to say, it's the hottest year that's ever existed. Now, I'm not saying August and July were scorching hot in Florida. Every summer scorching hot here in July in Florida. It's just part of living in a tropical climate, one side away from being an island. I know a lot of other parts of the country were hot. It doesn't mean there was the hottest year in recorded human history. This is stupid, man. The hottest year measured in human history. I can't even keep up. These people are so stupid. But yet again, this is where the mental derangement syndrome has come into place now, where you've got the next crisis for people to get on the bandwagon. Now it's cool to be a climate activist. It's the fun thing to do. At the same time now, the United Nations, if you guys saw this yesterday, is overseeing the food and agriculture policies, expect to issue a roadmap this week, which will call the West, the United States, to dramatically reduce any and all meat consumption. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization will publish its global food system roadmap during the COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai, which will kick off Thursday. The first of its kind document will recommend nations that overconsume meat dramatically limit their consumption as a, redu- as a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. They said the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlined the urge for more policy focus on food and agricultural sector. So what they're saying is cows, which have been around since, I don't know, probably the Garden of Eden, I'm assuming, you know, to chew their cud, they're clean animals. I'd imagine there was probably cows in the Garden of Eden. There's, I know there had to be cows on the ark. And we're saying now those animals – because they can produce really, really high-quality beef if raised right, without antibiotics, really, really healthy for you. Good organic grass-grown beef is extremely good, loaded with iron, loaded with nutrients. And you can get raw cow's milk, which if used properly and done properly, is one of the most bioactive proteins in the world, right up next to the eggs. As long as you don't homogenize it and pasteurize it, you don't kill all the enzymes. That's one thing I'll add. Most people don't realize the lactose intolerance problems in most cases people have is not due to milk. It's due to the enzymes being completely and totally ruined during the pasteurization and homogenization program because what it does is all the enzymes that are designed to break lactase down, lactose down in the body and designed to help the body digest it and process it, they're gone. They're null. They're void. The milk is dead. There is no probiotic in it. There are no digestive enzymes in it. It's dead. D-E-A-D, dead. That's why people have such digestive issues. Their noses start running. They have bowel problems with it because the body doesn't know what to do with it. It's not healthy for you at all. When you actually get fully grass, 100% grass-fed raw milk, if you've ever drunk it before, dude, it's one of the best-tasting drinks you've ever had in your life. It's so smooth. It's so creamy. It digests so well. It doesn't cause any sinus problems. It doesn't cause any gastrointestinal problems. It's funny because my brother-in-law, who's down here for Thanksgiving, stayed with us for a few days. It was great to have him down here. He's really sharp. He's, he works in a very interesting sector, and um, he – has real bad problems with dairy like if he eats ice cream or anything like that i mean it just it messes his stomach up period and he was he saw the kids you know we were talking about you know raw organic cow's milk and he's like well, i've never tried it before so i poured him a glass i said here try it let me know how you feel he's like well i don't want my stomach get upset i said bro i tell you right now if your stomach gets upset off this you don't have to listen to anything i tell you again about food and nutrition i said trust me he drinks a big old glass of it he's like man that's really delicious about 30 minutes later, I said, how you feel? He goes, dude, I feel actually really good. About two hours later, I said, hey, how'd that milk settle? He goes, great. My stomach's not upset at all. I haven't had one single issue at all. I haven't gone to the bathroom or nothing. I was like, bingo. Imagine that when you actually take things that God built for us 
and you use them properly and you don't adulterate them and chemically ruin them, they work really good. Golly, that's what a concept that is. How difficult is that to understand? That's the irony about what we've seen now with this medical industrial complex that has continually been pushing this ideology. The only way to stay healthy and protected is to inject yourself every six months as an infant through a childhood years with toxic adjuvants that are no neurotoxins in science. That's the best way for you to stay healthy and protected. It, the math doesn't math. Nothing works about that concept whatsoever, especially when you start seeing all these autoimmune problems and all these health problems and all these allergy problems after kids get these shots. And that's if they don't have issues with autism and other horrific side effects. Those are just the main little side effects that you see from them. And yet here we are again in the medical establishment and the food establishment with the UN now saying basically milk and beef need to be eliminated essentially from all diets along with eggs, poultry, beef. Why do they say that? Well, beef's loaded with omega-3s. Milk is loaded with omega-3s. Both of them have super digestible proteins. Eggs, ironically as well, loaded with omega-3s, loaded with nutrients, super digestible protein, especially if you get organic eggs that aren't a bunch of hormones. So they're wanting to take some of the most viable proteins, some of the best omega-3-laced proteins, especially when they're raised properly, and they want to eliminate them. Why? Well, because we have to save the planet. Of course, if, as long as you eat your lab-grown, soy-based protein, you know, you're going to do your part. We want to make sure we run your estrogen through the roof. You know, your estradiol needs to be to top, top level for men. That's healthy. That's, that's what's good for you. You know, fake beef, fake eggs, that's, that's where you need to eat. And again, it goes right back to what Dad just said with the gaslighting. They literally sit there and tell everybody with a straight face, no, we never, we never said the shot was safe. We never, we never told anybody you had to get it. <laughs> we never said people had to wear a mask. We never said that to anybody. You know, we, we, we helped you stay inside for your protection. You should be thanking us. We did it for you. You'd be dead if it wasn't for us. Don't you understand that? This is why you've got to eat your soy protein. You know, if you keep eating that beef, you, the world's going to blow up. You've got to eat your soy, my friend. It's good for you. It's for your protection and safety and health. That's why we're rolling out 18 more COVID booster shots by the end of the year. You actually need to get a booster shot every two weeks. Every two weeks, you've got to get your booster shot because it's, it's for your safety. The level and degrees of psychological warfare that we're witnessing right now are unparalleled to anything I've ever witnessed. The level of just, just deception has no boundaries and limits with these guys. And that's why it is so important to continually keep the truth out there. That's why I want to get this article out here today that tied into what Dad was talking about right now with everything that's happening. Because when you start seeing giant world forums like the United Nations coming out and saying they're demanding and basically putting this memorandum out that the United States needs to massively cut down on all their beef, egg, and milk usage because it's climate change – you know we're reaching a very close pivotal point where we're all going to have to start coming together in aggregate to support our local farmers, to support our local growers, to support everyone that really is going to have to band together on this. I'm being very sincere about this right now because they're going to do a full-blown war on farming. They've already done it over the Netherlands and over northern Europe. Look what they've done over there now. We're trying to prevent farmers from growing food, and they've bought up this huge amounts of agricultural land to put up high-rise apartments to house migrants. 
I mean, you can't come up with a more convoluted agenda that has a very clear picture on what they want to do with it. So continue to keep that industry alive, my friends. Continue to do your research on the food that actually feeds your body, real food that feeds your cells and continues to keep you healthy, wealthy, and strong. That's my stance on it, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, I'm going to make a little disclaimer here real quick. If a person wants to use raw cow's milk, make sure it's a state-certified dairy system that's being used. You know, we had a guy, his name was Glenn, and he owned a company that used to have everything state-certified and clean, clean, because what happens if if the udders aren't clean or if the equipment is not clean, you get a bacteria contamination of the milk. So we're not advocating on the and Dawson Brewer show the use of raw milk for families, etc. Now, you can just kind of take that for what you want to take that for. Uh, because the reality is that if it's a state certified dairy and we know it's clean, that's one thing. And I know the Amish have gotten into trouble for years and years and years for trying to sell raw milk across state lines. So just make sure it's legal in your state in order to buy this stuff. That's how I suggest it. Now, if you have your own cow, <coughs> do what you want to do. That's what I'd say. You know, or if you've got a cow co-op, do what you want to do. That's up to you and your cow co-op. But the reality is, is that we're not advocating for that on this show because I don't want to have everybody say, oh, we ate this and we drank this or whatever. Something else happened to us. But I know one thing. We had that state certified guy that we had here for years. He brought us milk over here. He passed away. And I wish he had not. And uh, the milk was delicious. And I used to drink it all the time. And the kids used to drink it all the time. And uh, like I said, you didn't have any lactose intolerance with it whatsoever. But now with children, with young babies, they can't use cow's milk. It's just a, the molecular structure is too large. But they can use goat's milk. Goat's milk, as far as a formula, is right there with mother's milk. You have to fortify it a little bit. We've got a formula for it. But don't you don't want to give it to infants. That's not healthy. They can't, they can't live on cow's milk. But they can't live on goat's milk as a formula. It's like the universal orphan's milk, they call it. So be real careful with that kind of stuff and just make sure it's clean and you know where it's coming from. Make sure they take good care of the cows or the goats or whatever. By the way, the uh, – Sun has come out with a new one that says the, uh, the hands and the face and the space that China's bringing back masks and social distancing and a chilling echo of a lockdown from four years ago for COVID. China's brought back masks and social distancing. Again, alarming footage has emerged of masks wearing crowds inside of Chinese hospitals as fears of a new pandemic sweep across, across the globe. Alarming footage has emerged, and they're showing all these pictures. Now, the thing about this is I'm not in Beijing. I've been there. I've done been there, but they're saying that a common bacterial infection called mycoplasma pneumonia has circulated since May, but is now showing, you know, ground glass opacity and young lung scans, an indicator of severe respiratory illnesses, also known as white lung disease. Many parents are deeply worried and we're having to wait at least a day for emergency care. Now, I'm going to stop here again. We talked about this in depth already this week. A lot of this stuff is being brought to us specifically because our immune systems have been impaired because of the COVID shot. That's it. So now I've told you guys for the last few years, if they re-release another real pandemic out there, another one with everybody's immune systems down-regulated, the death rates can be much, much, much higher than it was. That's why it's important to take your D3, K2, Keep your levels at around 70 to 80. Get a blood test every six months. Make sure you don't get too high on them. Make sure you're not too low on it. In addition to that, take your vitamin C, five to 6,000 milligrams a day. Take your zinc. You know, have hydroxychloroquine at home, at home. Have ivermectin at home. You know, Have all these different things that we know that have worked for different types of conditions in the past and realize that you, know, you may need to use these types of products again. You know, Get a good mouthwash. You can get a good Betadine mouthwash online. 
that basically is iodine and it's a mouthwash and it helps to keep your, you know, your, 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 your throat and tonsils and everything else clean if you get exposed to this stuff if you're out in public. I use that kind of stuff all of the time. But remember, it's so very, very important that you don't allow the fear porn to jump on you again. Just take your supplements. Eat clean and don't be touching doorknobs. Don't be touching elevator buttons. Don't be touching handrails. Don't be touching door. Don't, don't. Here's why. <clears throat> Back in um, way back when, when Abraham Lincoln was president, when I was in college at Florida State, just being a little facetious here, I remember I took a class called biochemical genetics, and we had to go around and use a cotton swab, and we had to swab different surfaces of the building using distilled water on the swabs. We'd pick up the stuff that was on the doorknobs, et cetera, and then we put them in a Petri dish, and we put them in like an incubator to grow to see whatever we could grow and what was on those doorknobs. And every single surface that we tested, whether it was the toilet flush handle, whether it was the toilet bathroom, knob, whether it was the bathroom, the knob going into the, into the classroom, whether it was the elevator button, whether it was anything, every single surface that we checked to test, we grew, we grew fecal coliform, which is poop. Yeah, that's, that's about as sick as that got, but, but we did that. We actually, I actually personally did this. This isn't some kind of hearsay. I did it myself. And I learned at that point in time that people use the bathroom. They get feces on their hands. They don't wash their hands, and they walk around touching everything. So be really, really careful. That's one of the most important things you can teach your kids. And you personally, I, every time I go to the bathroom, I get the paper towel out first. Okay, then I wash my hands after I get the paper towel out. Okay, And then I take the paper towel, and I will go to the bathroom door, and I open the door with the paper towel. And then I'll get another paper towel, and I'll push the buttons on the elevator. You say, well, are you really that paranoid? I'm not paranoid. I'm just smart. Think about it. There's a difference between being smart and being paranoid. I'm informed. Maybe I should say it that way. I'm an informed consumer, and I don't want feces on my hand from somebody else who didn't wash their hands. That doesn't, doesn't make me paranoid. It makes me smart because I want to make sure that – because remember, COVID was treated was transmitted through feces. Don't allow yourself then – you, then you touch your nose. Then you touch your eyes. Then you transmit this stuff to yourself. And then you touch your food, and on and on and on. Same thing when you touch a, a, a handle in a gas pump. You get a paper towel, get a pair of those little plastic gloves and put them on, and then pump your gas and throw the gloves away. Why do you want to expose yourself to everybody else's toxins that's handled that gas pump for the last you know, 12, 15, 24 hours or whatever? Why do you want to do that? Because you know they aren't washing their hands. We've already proven that with the other tests that I've done. So now we're going to be getting on from the gas pumps. And then you get in the car, and you touch your steering wheel. Now it's on your steering wheel, and on and on and on it goes. Just be really careful with stuff. When I, when I, when I always have like a – little thing of water like you know it's just tap water in my door in a little jug and what i'll do is I'll, I'll pour it and wash my hands out and dry them in the car with the towel after i handle gas pumps just get the running water across my hands you think well that sounds crazy call it what you want to call it i call it being prepared i call it being careful and not touching this stuff i remember i told you that one time i was at sam's and this is about the middle of covid girl had a full body suit on a full bodysuit, wearing double masks and a face shield. She likes something from another planet. She was that paranoid. That's a bit extreme. Well, that's actually very, very extreme. But the reality, I had, there, was a, there, was another, there was another idiot medical doctor in Lakeland who was the same way. She'd wear this gown. She'd wear you know, double masks and double face shields. And she's a moron telling everybody to get injected because she got more, made, made more money with her injections. The, the, doc, the doctor gives you – she's the stupidest medical person I've ever met telling everybody to get injected, trying to put pregnant women on, you know, on, on like psychiatric drugs to prevent, you know, nausea. I mean, I'm, the woman's a moron. 
And the, but the reality is, is that, you know, there are people out there that complain to be medical doctors and in some cases actually pass their boards and get through this from usually always from another cut, another country, but they're, they're, they're just dumb. And I'm not picking on doctors this morning. There's some really smart doctors out there that didn't take the COVID shot. There are, it's, it's like this. Every profession has good and bad. You got good plumbers. You got bad plumbers. You got good electricians. You got bad electricians. You got good concrete men. You got bad concrete guys. You have good sheetrock guys. You got bad sheetrock guys. You have good doctors and bad doctors, good attorneys and bad attorneys. Always get the best people that you can to do the job for you. Because I promise you, you may save 10% or 20% on somebody who's horrible. It's going to make you mad all the time. You go, I can't believe I did this. And whatever you do, if you have somebody do a job for you, do not pay them in full until the job is completed. Don't make that mistake. A lot of you guys that are young right now, you don't understand. That's a lesson that you're going to learn the hard way if you do it because chances are they're not going to come back and they're not going to finish it. And they're just going to continue to lie and lie and lie and lie about it. By the way, speaking of continual lies, the CIA secret office has conducted UFO retrieval missions on at least nine crash sites around the world, a whistleblower has revealed. Little by little, they're telling us what they're doing. And again, these are these pre-Adamic spaceships that have been basically isolated in our planet. The Office of Global Assessments, a wing of the CIA, has played a central role in collecting alien spacecraft since 2003, tells Daily Mail. At least nine non-human craft have been recovered by the U.S. government, wrecked from a crash, and two of these crafts were completely intact. The CIA has a system in place that can discern UFOs while they're still cloaked, and special military units are sent to salvage the wreckages, sources say. One source says that at least nine apparent non-human craft have been recovered by the U.S. government, some wrecked from a crash, and two completely intact. Three sources briefed on those alleged top-secret operations told DailyMail.com that the Office of Global Assessment and wing of the Central Intelligence Agency, Science and Technologies Dictorate, has played a central role since 2003. Who played the central role from 1947 and on? This is why I covered this in Angel Wars. Don't let this mess blindside you. These things are real, period. It's all a remnant of angel wars from thousands of years ago, and they may have been rebuilt by now. Who knows what they're doing with them? There may be some new technology they've added to it. But all of this stuff is real, but it's from other dimensions and other groups of entities that basically don't have your best interest at heart in most cases, period. Always remember that. That's why you keep the full armor of God on, and you dig in, and you stand your ground, and you realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we're not going to be blindsided by this nonsense. We're going to realize that God created the heavens and the earth, and any subspecies or species out there, he had a hand in doing it, except for these angels. They, they manipulate this DNA, and they start making weird stuff. God didn't do that, but he did give life to the original entity that basically was used to do this to. Always remember who he is. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth, and through him we can do all things. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish this up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. That was excellent info, my friend. And, you know, <clears throat> this is kind of exactly what I talked about a little bit ago. You know, when you start seeing the adulteration of things that were given to us by God and the manipulation and basically breaking things down of what was good and making it bad, you've got to question if you want to participate in it or if you want to buy it, if you want to consume it, if you want to engage in it. You really do have to look at that because that's what's happened now in so much with our food, with so much with our nutrients. That's why there's so, such a war on the supplement industry there has been for years i mean i still remember like i said before back years ago when it was happening when the fda was trying to come in and crack down on n-acetylcysteine nac which is derivative of sulfur 
which is incredibly good detoxifying nutrient, incredibly good for the lungs. We saw exceptional results with people as far as they were bouncing back from COVID for it. Wouldn't make any claims, just told her by, hey, this is a really healthy nutrient that detox the body. That's why it's in our spike protein survival kit that we have on the website with the natokinase, with the E, and the N-acetylcysteine. Incredible formula. Those three right there are incredible. Maintaining a healthy cardiovascular system and detoxing the body, especially, like I said, from the continual spike protein production that some people are finding after they got these shots. And so why the FDA want to ban it? Oh, because there was a pharmaceutical company that was trying to patent a new form of NAC. And so they're trying to say, well, we're coming up with a patented form of it. So you need to ban all supplement sales of it. And of course they got it basically shut down in court. There's a whole bunch of mess with it as far as the supplement industry filed lawsuits and stuff because it was complete and total overreach. This is what you see with these alphabet agencies all the time, and that's why it's so important to push back when you've got to push back. Be vocal when you got to be vocal and do the best you can to maintain your overall health on a regular basis. Push your body some. If you need somebody to push you and you're in the gym, get somebody in there with you. Get a workout partner. Get a friend. Motivate somebody with you. Enjoy working out and getting strong. It doesn't have to be something that's uh, you know, not fun. You don't have to go to a gym. I was talking to a friend about that the other day. They were talking about it. They were like, dude, I haven't been to the gym in a while. So I got like five sets of dumbbells and I got a bench. I was like, yeah, I mean, there's just so many exercises you can do at your house with a bench and dumbbells, period. Doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl, as long as you're maintaining your health and you're not, you know, overexerting your body on what you can and can't do. So use wisdom and stay strong on it. But remember, it's really important to keep that immune system strong, keep your cells fed with the nutrients it needs. So you have stuff like the vitamin C on a regular basis that constantly keeps your immune system bolstered. Run those supplements, stay strong and stay healthy, and be a formidable defense for anything that comes at you and be able to protect your family at any and all times. So I appreciate you, my friends. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Stay strong as always. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Got a lot of different specials on there on the front page of the website. Be sure to check it out. and Be sure to check out the product of the week, the prostate support formula that y'all voted for, and it won on sale right now, so be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com and give us a call if you need anything, 1-800-726-1834. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.